This podcast replay is brought to you by RedRecover.com. From NFL stars like Hayden Hurst to daily warriors like yourself, their wraps and pads are designed to deliver maximum benefits with each treatment anywhere you go. And welcome back for our third and final segment this week on RedRecover.com Inside the Paint. Typically 9 a.m. here on the Big O Show on Wednesdays. Have to travel, so we're doing it Tuesday this week. Back to regular time next week. I'm Ira Winderman from the South Florida Sun Sentinel here in Fort Lauderdale. He's Kurt Heelan from Pro Basketball Talk and NBCSports.com out in the Los Angeles area. We've already talked about how the buyout process works. Segment one, download it. We've talked about heat options. Segment two, download it. One name I left off and I'm curious about because it, it's almost like he's – I've always looked almost looked at him at this stage as the walking dead. Kurt Heelan, Serge Ibaka, still a thing? I don't think so. I, I got a feeling he's just kind of – maybe, but I don't – I just – it's tempting because on paper he's such a great fit for what the Heat need, but I, I don't know. His last couple of stops, he's if a guy's not getting time, some places you're kind of like, why isn't he getting time? So yeah, you saw him out there with the Clippers, and, and he was injured a lot. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, if I'm correct, yeah. I think I think I was out for a Clippers game last year, and he actually was playing for their G League team that night, trying to work his way back. If I recall, when I was there at what was Staples at the time. Did he do anything with the Clippers? Did you start to see Not the really. downward there, or was there something tangible still there? No, nah, you started to see the downward. I mean, his role was, because they've got a center they like, you know, to come off the bench and be the stretch five kind of backup guy. And he just, they wanted him to be, it's a very different player, but in style, but Trez, Montrez Harrell in a sense of, hey, come in and give us a little pump off the bench. And he, he didn't have that in him, and he couldn't stay healthy long enough to do it. Yeah, it's interesting. And again, the Heat actually have enough money. They could bring a player in on a minimum. If it doesn't work, get rid of them, bring in another player and still stay below the yeah. tax. The corollary I'd make here is there was a, a, a few years back during the big three era, the Heat brought in Chris Birdman Anderson. They first tried him out on two 10-day contracts to see if it would work, signed him for the balance of the season, signed him for the next season. And so I floated this by an NBA person last night, and they said, wouldn't that be the perfect way for the Heat to go? to bring in a Cousins or bring in a Serge Ibaka on a 10-day, say, let's see if we can do it. But, and, and, and we talked about this with Russell Westbrook and some other players in NBA ego. Do you think there's any chance that Serge Ibaka would bring himself down to that level of agreeing on a 10-day tryout contract? Or do you think someone like him with his decade-plus of experience is basically either you want me or you don't? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know how badly he wants that because I, like I said, I Miami on paper is a perfect fit for him. So would he be willing to accept that to prove that he's still got something in the tank? I don't know him well enough to know that answer, I guess is, is, is what I, what I would say. I, I don't know the answer to that. My guess is that he would try where cousins, I would pretty much say no. Cousins has done um, the 10 day <laughs> thing before he's, he's a little bit more of a desperate situation. I just think the proven veteran who's had the proven career is just yeah. not as willing in that situation as like either you want me or you don't. I'm not going to go down there. I'm not going to learn a whole new system. I'm not going to build up my hopes. You either sign me, even though it's such a nominal amount. It is a prorated share of the NBA minimum for a veteran with two, 2.6 this year, I think. So it's less than half of that, of a guy who's earned in excess of $100 million. That's just who they are. want to get back to the chat board because I've been a little sort of distracted here today. Two extreme goes, let's be honest. I'm not being negative with this but there isn't a move that he can make that will make them a title contender this season. Look, 
I agree from without, from outside, whether it's Will Barton, whether it's Serge Ibaka, that there's those guys are coming in maybe as your eighth man, as nothing else. From this Heat roster, from within Kurt Heelan, looking at Bam and Jimmy and Tyler, maybe Kyle coming back, maybe Vic coming back. Is there a scenario where you say there is still lightning in the bottle for this team to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, which would mean ahead of either the Boston Celtics or the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, or Philadelphia, if you're high on them right now. They've played better lately. Yeah, um, I I don't see it. I just – this team hasn't – at this point in the season, I have to have seen something. You have to do it. I – I, I, Golden State might be the one exception because they've got the rings to prove they can flip the switch. Everybody else, if I'm not seeing it, I'm just not sold. And I'm kind of, I've kind of gotten there with the Heat, where I think they can be a really dangerous playoff team if everything clicks and nobody would want to see them. But I don't know that they can compete with the best in the East at this point. I think that he could still be great if Kyle Lowry can be great, but I've seen absolutely nothing that let that trends in that direction right now. Now maybe you're saying, hey. He's had the week off for the knee. He's going to get eight days off for the All-Star break. Maybe he can come back rejuvenated. He's been reading his press clearly. He's been seeing what's been said. He hasn't been showing up. Maybe there's a Pat Riley pep talk and Eric Spolster pep talk. But shy of that, I think that's what really means more than anything. Two Extreme also brings something up, and I want to bring it back because I know there is a Russell Westbrook fascination. and will be until he signs somewhere. Yes, can Russell Westbrook coexist with Jimmy Butler on the same team? That would seem like a ticking time bomb ready to blow up on Spo. Kurt, I want to take you back you to take us back into the Lakers locker room because I could not read this situation. LeBron James wanted Russell Westbrook there. Yet from a body language standpoint, which is all I have 3,000 miles away, you're closer to see that. It seemed like LeBron was nothing but frustrated with what Russell Westbrook's play. I remember there was one game. Yes. Russell took this awful shot at the end of the game, and LeBron was wide open and almost did the J.R. Smith, I'm here, give me the ball kind yes. of deal. Did Russ get along with LeBron? Was there friction there? Was the big ego of I've got to win, it's winning or nothing, LeBron? How did that play out with an elite player and Russ? The friction, wa- the friction really wasn't off the court in terms of personality. Like, mm-hmm. they actually meshed – fine. The friction was exactly what you mentioned, which is Russ still genuinely believes in his heart that he is a top 10 level player who can be an alpha. Like he wants to take that shot. He wants to be that guy. He believes he is and he's not. And he's, he never really accepted it. He's did better this year, but he never really liked the idea that he was frankly, I was going to say the third option. There were times that he was lower than that on the pecking right. order and he would be in Miami, right? He's still option three or four. Um, I, so that's where the tension comes. It's not a personality thing, but it would drive Jimmy and Bam and Tyler nuts that, I mean, let me put it this way. The running joke, the night LeBron broke the record was he's going to get to 35. The game's going to be on the line and Russ is going to wave him off. So we can yeah. take a jumper like <laughs> like and that's not even out of character. Like, right. It totally would have happened. No, and, and it would have. And, and that's why, I, again, I think the guy who would be most impacted if you bring Russell Westbrook in. Matter of fact, I'm going to put you on the spot because I don't care. Which player <laughs> do you heat player do you think would be most negatively impacted Oof. if Russell Westbrook arrives? I think this is a definitive name. I don't think you'll get it, but I'm just a bad guy. I, I, my first thought was Tyler more than Jimmy. Yes, stop. You won. You won. Uh, ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Here's the reason. Jimmy Butler's a willing passer and doesn't have to get his points. 
We've seen Bam Adebayo. He loves to play make. He loves to work off the fulcrum, off the elbow. So he plays that way also. Most of the other players are that way. Tyler is trying to establish his star. He's trying to become the next thing. He's, he has an image. He's the young guy, you know, boy wonder and all that. I think if Russ takes his shots, it'll hit home with him that here I am. And Tyler's on a very nice upward arc right now. That here I am, and I'm making my move, and now this guy's coming and getting in the way. So it's interesting how, how the listeners are pointing out that how it might affect Jimmy. I don't think as much. I think it affects the young guy who's trying to make his way. have another one here. This is from Jesse M., and it's interesting. He goes, I just got on, so forgive me. We don't forgive you. You must listen to the first two segments when we're done. But I'll let that go, Jesse. If you've already answered this, any, any chance that he buy out Kyle Lowry? Right now, zero for this reason. Yeah. If you have remaining money left on your contract, at worst, you're a trade chip. And I brought this up before. With Kyle at 30 next season and Tyler here at about 27 starting his extension, you have that nice sweet spot where you have a $15 million block that you could send out that gets you any salary in the league. You don't have to worry about adding another contract or something like that. That's what makes Kyle valuable. Now, if we get to next year's trading deadline and he's not playing and it's not working out, then you could talk about buyout. As a matter of fact, one of the buyout names I didn't mention, which I had originally when I was listing at the Sun Sentinel, was this, was Kelly Olynyk. But again, he's a guy who has money on his contract next year. Only $3 million is guaranteed. But that can be a facilitator and a, and a chip in a trade also. Any future money still becomes salary cap fodder. So you have to sort of hold on to that because if you buy the player out, you have to buy out both seasons. The difference with Dwayne Dedman is his second season was not guaranteed. So the Heat, uh, the Spurs actually bought out the remainder. He's off to Philadelphia, but there's no money and contractual obligation after this season. Another one here that was brought up about, um, this was back to Too Extreme asked this, about Gabe starting over Kyle Lowry, which we mentioned. Kurt, this is a two-part question. The question is, the, the thought always is, when you bench a veteran, you can lose him. Yeah. Do you think that he would lose Kyle Lowry? But part two of that, or part 1A of that, do you think that matters? That if they lose Kyle Lowry? Because when they've had Kyle Lowry, they haven't had Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I would say, I, I think you are reaching, you have reached, not even reaching, and you come back from the All-Star break, aren't we at the cold, hard decision point of the season. There's no mm-hmm. more, there's no more, man, we kind of would like to make this work and we're going to give him minutes to let them figure this. There's no more of that. Like if, if Gabe's playing better, Gabe has to play. It's, it's kind of that simple. And right now looking at it last night, you know, watching the game that I saw, Gabe was making plays out there. He's still, yeah. he's got a, he's playing with tremendous confidence right he's a now. Tough little son of a bitch is what he is. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you could, you need that more than whatever you're getting from Kyle right now. So yeah, I, I mean, to me, well, let me ask you this. Just reach that point. If, if I say I'm starting Gabe, do I need to find a backup point guard? Cause I couldn't necessarily trust Kyle as far as mm. maybe packing it in as a backup point guard. Or you think there's enough professionalism there that Kyle That's still would question. give you whatever he has in reserve. I don't know. You know Kyle better than I. You've watched him up close. How he would hand. I think how he would handle that would be interesting. I don't. I. I um, think that would be. I one will of say, those, say one things, but maybe act in a different way. You know, where all of a sudden, hey, whatever coach wants, I'm here for the team. But my knee hurts today. 
you know, yeah. and you wind up getting into that. And then all of a sudden, the Heat has no depth at point guard. Jamari Bouye was their backup. God bless him on his 10-day contract last night against Denver. So you're limited there also. You know what? It's funny because our listeners are actually smarter than us. So maybe Kurt won't be back next week. And one point <laughs> this out, this is actually a very good name. Not only Kyle, Tyler Hero being impacted if they sign Russell Westbrook, but Two Extreme actually brings this up, and I think it makes sense. Victor Oladipo would be impacted yes. significantly, also, wouldn't he? Be, oh my God, be Kurt Healing. You'd, you'd be taking the ball out. He looked. So, he looked pre this injury. He started to really show something, right? He yeah. was like, yeah, he was looking good, and now you're going to take the ball out of his hands for what to watch Russell Westbrook pound the ball for 20 seconds, then jump, then hit a you know miss a mid range jumper. Like it's. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Russell Westbrook will be a free agent no matter where he signs after this season. Common sense would tell you he's probably at the mid-level point of his career or less Mm -hmm. and just what he wants to do. But do you think if Russell Westbrook goes to a team, he's going to try to reprove himself and think, because they all do, that he's going to get another big contract? Yeah, I'm really curious what's in his head about that one because Mm -hmm. I think I am – I don't know that he, I mean, I, I don't, first off, I don't think he even thinks he would get the max, but does he think he's a 25 million a year player, a 20 million a year player? When we're talking, by the way, mid-level people is 10. I would have said that you could, because he's a draw in a name, maybe he can get 13, 14. Like he might get a little above the mid, but like, like, you know I'm not paying him more You know what's that. interesting, Kurt? If he doesn't give up his bird rights and doesn't take a buyout, he can still do a sign and trade from the Jazz and get that upper echelon salary. You give that up on a buyout. You lose all of your bird rights. So is there a part of Russ who says, well, if I stay with this Jazz team, eh, we're in play in range anyway. But in the offseason, my agent, then I think it's Jeff Schwartz, my agent then can work out a deal where I can be a sign and trade and still get money. Could he possibly be thinking about that? I wouldn't be surprised if it's on the table. I know that there were people in Utah who said to him, hey, We'd be happy to have you the rest. They're not trying to win. They'd be happy to have you the rest of the season. And he's an attraction. And it's come see Russell Westbrook and the Utah Jazz. So, you know, I mean, as as much as you have Walker Kessler and and nice young players there and Laurie Markin going to the All-Star game, it gives you something to sell to other people. And he really can internally sabotage you wonderfully for what you want. Okay, we're running. He's also here. he's also ha- he's also had tension with the fans in Utah, which is just would be beautiful. Just be exactly, <laughs> and it's funny because everyone thinks the 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 religious based Utah fans are the nice guys, and man, you know that crowd, no, Kurt. That no. is a rough, rough crowd, and you hear things there you shouldn't hear anywhere. Heat remaining schedule before the All Star break relatively simple. Brooklyn Nets on Wednesday night, then off for ten days. We'll get to the future schedule after that next week on RedRecover.com inside the paint. Brooklyn Nets right now where they're situated with nice, young, contributing players, yeah. Mikhail Bridges, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Cam Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Joe Harris still there. Brooklyn Nets, a playoff team, first si- top six seed, a, a play-in team, top 10 seed. Where do you think the Nets are trending after their trades of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant? I think they're playing because I think the Knicks and Heat will both pass them, but Interesting. it's not easy. Not, but, you're, but you're right. They're not bad. A, they've got too much cushion to fall out of the plan. Hey, right. They're not bad. They, they have a bunch of nice role players. I agree. That, that, they're, they're, if you watch, they're just not a pushover now. If you Tough watch them play, tomorrow you're going to have to earn at, it. At Barclays Center because of that. Also, if you want to skip the All-Star game, you have to miss your team's game before the All-Star game or else get <laughs> really good medical notes. So it might be curious with Jimmy Butler and his approach in that game as well. 
I'm not saying he's not going to play. I think the perfect Jimmy Butler thing is with five seconds on the clock saying his ankle hurts and sorry, I need treatment. I can't go. And they have very good treatment in Cabo and take that direction. But we will sum up all the all-star stuff. We will do our mid-season recap next Wednesday on redrecover.com inside the paint. But for now, I'm Ira Winderman from the South Florida Sun Sentinel. He's Kurt Heelan from NBCSports.com, Pro Basketball Talk. And more importantly, the big O show rolls on.